Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. And hi, I'm Shanna. And I'm Bryce. And this is Charmed, Charmed a Spellcast. Hey you listening there, have you heard about the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon infested world they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones charmed a spellcast that was almost sounding like it was in sync on my <laughs> end which means it was way off oh are you are you like waiting for me and that that's why it's like delayed when i hear it i tried not to i tried not to wait for you this time Mm, i tried to wait for you this time oh no (laughs) all right well we'll just see how it comes out either way we both tried to help each other and i think that's beautiful uh i think what we've learned from this is that if we just didn't help each other (laughs) you heard it here first (laughs) if you just don't try to help anybody else you'll be fine yep that's Uh, it'll make things work so um hello hello hi we're back we're here we took we took a week ish off uh for absolutely no reason at all (laughs) i couldn't imagine why anyone would not be focusing on a, a 90s um absurdist magical sci-fi uh ridiculousness why why is that not at the top of our list you might ask simple we're lazy that's it (laughs) oh that's that's not fair that's not fair to um it's not fair to assume that there there aren't other stupid things that i had done in the past week that also required effort that i still made effort to do yeah, that's true. What did you do? What were the what were the things that might have seemed silly but brought you joy? Oh, the sourdough starter I was I was telling you about, which Ooh. is this is why I think it's so silly because when you make sourdough starter from scratch, what you do is you put a bunch of flour in a bowl and then you feed it some non-chlorinated water and then you leave it for a day. And then you come back the next day and you scoop half of it out, you throw it in the trash, and then you add a little bit more flour and a little bit more water, and then you leave it for a day. And you come back the next day, and again, you just keep destroying your creation. You're like, okay, out into the bin with half of you, a little bit more flour, a little bit more water. And you do that for seven days. It's absolutely bonkers, but it's starting to smell pretty good. It's starting to smell like the sourdough factory at California Adventure Park. Ooh, lovely. It sounds somewhat wasteful. I know. It is such a weird process. I'm not sure how it works or why it works. I don't know anything about the science of bread making. All you know is, hey, if you do these things, you'll get bread. Yeah, if you do these things in this order. Don't know why they want me to turn in a circle and, like, pray to the devil, but that's a part of it. But hey, that's what they said. (laughs) One of my my favorite kind of notions and tweets that this just reminded me of was... uh, I I love how everybody has gone from making banana bread and sourdough in a matter of weeks to abolish the cops. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It was good. Oh, which was great. I love that, too. I think we're... 
my God, our capacity for learning is huge. Mm-hmm. For sure. And Incredible. the ability to mobilize huge amounts of people around a similar cause and a single goal also pretty incredible yeah absolutely and uh we didn't we didn't put out a statement or anything because most of the people who listen to this i think would have had a pretty good idea of of where we stand Mm -hmm. um but in case for some reason it needs to be said from from us uh we do believe that black lives matter black lives matter yes indeed uh we believe they do we believe that uh, black representation also matters, accurate and good representation, not a lot of which you will find on Charmed. Um, but certainly we are very much in favor of the huge movement that's going on right now. And um, while I have not been in the streets protesting, uh, mostly because I, I live with someone whom, for whom that would not be a smart thing for me to do, um, in terms of being very careful still around COVID-19 because we're still in a pandemic, um, have been finding some, some rewarding is not the right term because it's like just, it feels necessary ways to support, which have involved making a lot of snack packs and, uh, delivering water and calling and emailing. And calling the mayor of our fine city of New York a straight-up terrible person. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Here from, from Charm to Spellcast, we don't have a lot of sophisticated things to say that haven't been said in incredible ways by others before us. But we do believe wholeheartedly that Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the different ways that you've been engaging, because I feel like um, it's important to hear how everyone's ability to participate is different and how it can take many different forms. Yeah, absolutely. What would you like to share any of the things that you have been engaging in? Oh, yeah, been, yeah. You've been doing you've been doing a lot of a lot of thinking. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I, I do tend to not do that as often as I should. Um, nothing going oh. on up here. <laughs> <laughs> no, just but like motes. just hard critical thinking and a lot of educating as well. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I, yeah. I, I am, I am not like a professional, uh, grassroots organizer. So I, I don't think I would know the first thing about how to make a movement con- sustainable and continuous and, um, effective. But uh, I've been doing a lot of, like Shana said, learning, unlearning, you know, all the things that people have been talking about. I'm sure this is just me speaking to the choir, just like listening, constantly trying to um, understand more and reframe my thinking and my actions. Um, And I feel like uh, Shana and I talked a little bit about this, and I alluded to it when I said that everyone's involvement is different and it's going to look different. But um, I feel like it's easy to get so caught up in, like, what am I supposed to be doing? There are three billion things that I need to do. Everyone's saying to do this thing. Everyone's going to do that thing. Like, I don't know what is right. I don't know if I'm doing enough. Um, And that's, that's pretty hard. I... I feel as if what's worked for me, and this is probably not going to work for everyone, um, but I, I've just started kind of logging the things that I'm doing, 
writing notes out so that I've organized the different buckets of things that I want to do. And then just kind of like understanding how each of these things can be um, everyday daily actions. So I don't feel like I need to make one big change and like move the needle like 300 degrees all in one day. But like every day I can do one thing, donate to one organization, write it all down so that I can track, um, recognize, process, and slowly start to make my new normal um, <laughs> after it's already been changed by the, by the pandemic. Um, something that's more focused on social change and is hoping to helping to build a more just world. Absolutely. And I do think that something that is is both necessary and a privilege to understand is as it's been said by many people, uh this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um this is hopefully and decidedly one of the largest civil rights movements in at least the US's history just in terms of number of cities alone and number of states that have held protests that have uh, seen an incredible outpouring of support to on-the-ground organizations that are working to change their communities and make it safer for Black people to exist um, as, you know, real people who are not constantly surveilled or brutalized. So it is going to take a long time to get all of the structural and systemic changes that the Black Lives Matter movement is outlining, and something like defund the police, uh, eight to abolition, and many of these really incredible organizations. They've put out some incredible points for us to look at, and we also must remember that they've been working on these things for decades and yeah. we're just joining yeah that's an incredible point to make it I, I also think it's really important to know that yeah maybe we feel like okay if this movement has been happening for so long why does it still feel like it it's we're still in a backwards country and i, I think it's important to note that change is always going to be happening happening like there is always something to improve and sure that there's a lot to improve right now but that doesn't mean that it can't happen right now i think that there is a lot of momentum and we're i want to think that we're on the moment of we're at the edge of something huge um and if we like look at the way that times have changed like when we think about the civil rights movement in the 60s or the riots in LA in the 90s like we keep thinking like that happened that happened how come nothing has changed how come the needle hasn't moved and it has moved we're at a point now where there's been more public opinion support and like demographic shifts than ever before and i think that that's something to be hopeful about i completely agree and um yeah that's awesome Yay! Good. <laughs> I feel like if you're if you're coming on here in order to listen to two people talk somewhat blithely about something, it it may not be that. But um I hope that we at least are able to encourage you in whatever you're doing that you're doing it. Heck yeah. And we got a lot more to go. Yeah. So it's okay if it still feels like there's a huge mountain and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to take more effort because yeah. we're all going to be in this together, hopefully, and we're all going to keep, <laughs> keep chipping away. 
Um, Absolutely. Because I think it's going to, I think that it has to be something that is uh, long-term in our, in our minds and in our goals. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's hard to want so many things to change all at once, even if you're completely correct in wanting them to change all at once. Yeah. Because the way they're happening right now are, how you say, not good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's, I would say that's the end of my update on state of, state of the world in that particular fashion. Um, except for the fact that, okay, so we didn't, we didn't see Daryl in this episode, but I, I wish we had because there is such an interesting correlation between, like, what types of characters do black actors fall into? And one of the most popular in order to signify that somebody is a good character is to put a black character as law enforcement um which is something that we might have talked about a little bit previously um but alas he's not in this episode so in a future episode that is something that we'll tackle yeah good point i think that'll be an interesting conversation to have down the road i think so merely observations and using other people's analysis because i'm not an expert but definitely something ah here's <laughs> okay here we go shana's number one tips for tv sleuths is when you see a pattern write that pattern down even if you think oh that's just a funny coincidence there's probably a grounding in some sort of symbolism Ooh, heck yeah that's good that's good put that on your your lecture slides okay i will ah Today I was thinking about, and this is very off topic, but I was just sitting down and I was eating my breakfast and I was visualizing. For once, I was not reading anything. I was not listening to anything. I wasn't watching anything. I was just sitting down and eating breakfast and thinking for a little bit. And I was like, I wonder if I'll ever actually get to that place that I thought about of eventually being a professor. Oh, um, man, you got real existential over your Cheerios this morning. Uh, yeah, a little, just a little bit. But I, but you know what? If I ever am, then that's going on my lecture slides. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I feel like professors don't have to be the sole arbiters of of knowledge sharing. I mean, we can have plenty more PowerPoint parties in which you yeah. educate the public. Oh, absolutely. Oh man, Bryce, did you ever uh, put your PowerPoint? Oh no, no, no! I forgot. I wasn't sure if I was I was in charge of that. Also, we just didn't post at all basically the last couple of weeks. That's true. <laughs> we're still here. Oh god. Okay. Well, you got a lot of content coming your way. I think we're just going to have to post many a thing. Oh uh, man, including... you ask us lazy people? I know. You promise too much. I know. Okay, someday there will be a post from us. How about that? Is okay. that okay? Yeah, I like that. It's vague enough that uh we can always we can always say that if it doesn't happen well we never totally said it would yeah haha so there good all right so um we didn't formally do any manner keeping <laughs> but we've talked already for a bit 
is there is there any sort of manner keeping that you would like to say to do to finish this off? Um Oh man. Um I think we all have a lot of thoughts and we all have a lot of new things that we want to share and that we are learning at the moment and I do not think that I can add any more to what others have or I feel like there are other there are other um venues for that kind of conversation but I did want to add that um something that I have not seen a whole ton about in like the different podcasts social media news sources that I've been listening to um that has been a part of the uh the discussion which is that um if your workplace all right for some of you your school doesn't feel like it's I mean, the school thing, I feel like I've seen a lot of people post about that and I've been trying to push the tide on that. But if your workplace doesn't seem like it's committed to diversity and inclusivity, um, I recently got together with a bunch of coworkers and we like spoke in small groups, we spoke in large groups, and we started to realize that we were kind of on the same page that we don't think that there is enough resources and enough attention to maintaining that kind of respect for diversity that we think there should be um so there's been a diversity and inclusion group that is at my workplace and apparently it's been started a while ago but their membership only exploded recently so that has been really cool and we're we're like sending letters to our hr um head and then telling him like hey we want to be in person we want to tell you about some ideas that we have um and i think that that has been a really cool thing that i've witnessed and that i wanted to share as um a potential thing that those of us out there who work in office environments can try to do as part of their daily acts of activism. Well, that sounds amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> I like you. Thank you, Nix. Nix brought me ramen. Oh, some noodles. Some noodles. We are in the habit of um, making each other food when the other is on a call. Oh, that's really cute. It is. I enjoy it a lot. I love it. It's um, like, oh, are you busy right now? Let's put some food in that mouth. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's more because we both choose to take calls at the just the times when we haven't eaten. Oh. So dumb. I think it's cute. Oh, okay. Yay, my partner's great. <laughs> um anyway, I think it's really amazing and I'm I'm so happy that you were saying something about not only the like huge changes that we're all looking to make, but how it how it truly does start at home. Yeah, it's a cultural. I mean, yes, we're looking to make big, huge changes in legislation and in the way that communities are formed and how we think about law enforcement. But I also think that there's a huge cultural shift that needs to be made and it can happen right right in your office. Right there right here right now and i completely agree and i think that traditionally i think there's been some eye rolling around the idea of diversity and inclusion as a committee but i think that's mostly because when it's used as branding or as a heading that allows institutions to get away with not doing a whole lot. It's something that hasn't really been trusted, but when it when it actually does 
come from the ground up. That's something that's really fulfilling. Oh. Um, and I'm not speaking about anything specifically. Definitely not the school that we both went to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, a, it's also a really good conversation to have because I feel it's been very discomfitting for a lot of people to see a lot of brands and a lot of, like, educational institutions um, pay a lot of lip service to Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, but then still represent institutions of oppression or uh, sustained historical racism. Yeah, and continue to perpetuate it without really, like, getting the point. Yeah, it's a it's a marathon. You gotta yep. keep chipping away, and I and oh, I really do yeah. believe that the little people, us, and everyone else. <laughs> I'm not just saying we're the only ones doing it, but like I really do believe that even though it seems insurmountable, it can happen. Yeah. Oh, it has to. And there is precedent. So. Also very true. Thank you to everyone who has been laying all the groundwork for us. Yeah. We stand upon the shoulders of giants. Yeah, and allowing us to actually learn as as we go and not calling us little babies um, because you have every right to. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to, I, I would be fine with that. Um, but thank you. Yeah. I echo that. Okay. The only piece of manner keeping that I have which is unrelated, but also related, but unrelated, is a big old eye roll um, from one of our previously favorite children's authors. Oh, do tell. Uh, Oh, man. Who is it? Is it Roald Dahl? No. Who is it? Charles M. Schultz. I'm just kidding. He's dead. Oh. uh, it's it's from Miss Joanne Elizabeth Rowling. Oh um, my God! I knew it. Wait, is again? It, is it, okay. Carry on. Carry on. Again. 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 Okay. I won't say the whole thing. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because it's directly related to this podcast, <laughs> um, to what we talk about, to seeing queerness and transness and, um really taking the idea of magic in film and in literature and media and translating that into something of an outsider's perspective. Um, now, I may, perhaps like many of you, um, I loved Harry Potter when I was a kid, but that is not the point of this. The point is that uh, consistently over the past few years, and even before that, um, J.K. Rowling has not proven to be the most genuine uh, empath. I suppose is is like the most polite way you could put it. <laughs> um, people have been suspicious of her using the Harry Potter books later in order to kind of gain points. By saying certain things like Albus Dumbledore was gay, or there was <laughs> one black kid in Ravenclaw, or something like, you know, many, many things post writing and publishing all of the books. Um, 
in order to gain some sort of favor. But now, my friend, she has really outdone herself in the middle of a global pandemic, in the middle of uh, uprising and protests over unfair treatment and, uh, to say the least, of an entire population, uh, Miss J.K. Rowling has asserted that she does not believe that trans people exist. Oh, I mean, I, I think so. we, she came out as a turf a while ago, but is she yes. saying it again, like louder this time? She's, she's saying it again, louder, when literally no one was even thinking about her. <laughs> Everybody is very silent on the subject of J.K. Rowling right now, and I think that's what she took issue with. I think that's exactly it. So, um, she's like, she's a but... trans exclusionary <laughs> radical feminist. Oh, yes. Which yeah. means she does not believe trans women are real women. Um, and she could, she was the only thing that could possibly distract from everything that's going on right now. So, in a sense, we thank her. In another sense, we rebuke her. <laughs> and, in the biggest sense, what I would like to read is just a small segment of a response from Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, um, Harry who Potter you himself. Who know, know and love as Harry Potter himself. And immediately after these tweets, uh, Daniel Radcliffe actually put together a response with the Trevor Project. So... The Trevor Project is something that really helped me when I was young and just coming out, actually, and hadn't told anyone. It is a resource that provides a hotline for LGBTQ plus youth, and much of its work is based around preventing suicide and harm reduction for queer kids, and it also used to have a, a, a platform um, that was like a Trevor online in which you could message and like virtually meet other queer kids and, uh, you know, feel a little less alone. So Trevor Project does some really incredible work. And Daniel Radcliffe put out this really beautiful statement. And um, he pointed out some resources that Trevor might have. He apologized thoroughly for how. J.K. Rowling's tweets and stances made trans and non-binary youth feel, and just the pain that that caused. And the thing that I think is the most applicable to this podcast is, is kind of the end of the statement in which he says, If these books taught you that love is the strongest force in the universe, capable of overcoming anything, if they taught you that strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of pureness lead to the oppression of vulnerable groups, if you believe that a particular character is trans, non-binary, or gender-fluid, or that they are gay or bisexual, if you found anything in these stories that resonated with you and helped you at any time in your life, then that is between you and the book that you read, and it is sacred. And in my opinion, nobody can touch that. So... Oh. That's something that I, I just was, I lit up about. Um, I was sad it had to come out of something so just like cartoonishly evil. Um, but it really resonated with me. I thought it was beautiful 
to say that whatever you take from from these books, and of course what I think about Charmed and really any media, whatever you take from this, that is the important part. And if you see a queerness or a subjectivity in these that is not necessarily explicit, and it's something that, that helps you, well then that's just as important as the book, and it's more important than what the author of the book has to say. Um, that being said, I also don't think there's any need to support Harry Potter if you don't want to. Very, very well said. I really like that. And it does remind me of, um, did we ever talk about the podcast, uh, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text? Uh, we may have. Okay. But refresh my memory. It's a podcast where two, um, I can't remember what they are now, but at the time I think they were like graduate theologians at the Harvard School, Harvard School of um, Divinity. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of them now is an atheist minister or something of that sort. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah. So they have a very interesting perspective on religion. And um, they, what they did was they would read a chapter of Harry Potter and they would do an episode on it. And then they would like talk about it through the lens of some uh, religious lesson or text or reading or like practice. And um, I am very not religious, and I found that listening to their, the way that they found meaning in the book was incredibly impactful, super soothing. And it, it wasn't in a way that's like, hey, do this, do that. Like, it wasn't dogmatic, um, and it wasn't like a prescribed lesson. It was like understanding how to interpret and um, take meaning and understanding from text which is truly just as important as the text itself agreed because if you're not getting anything from something why are you consuming it agreed i'm really glad that you um brought up that last bit and that you reflected on what it meant to you because very heartwarming i love that oh thank you yeah if there's anything good from jk rowling being a turf it's that we know vocally that she is so we can choose to not support her and then also we get this beautiful statement yeah. and also lots of lists going around of trans and non-binary authors of uh, YA and fantasy to follow so that's that's a fun thing too very cool and black trans lives matter yes hugely when when we say black lives matter that means all black lives black trans lives absolutely matter mm-hmm. um should we should, should we, we do the pod should we do the do you think should we, we do should? the pod i don't know i really blew up my mic there sorry oh, no no that was me that was me <laughs> oh okay i probably blew out my own man okay do you think we can get through a whole episode in 30 minutes oh you bet your butt we're gonna do it I'm oh, not, we're not heck. waiting around for anything. If a, if a scene doesn't speak to us and we've got nothing to say, we're just bulldozing right past it. Baby. We are moving along. We're moving it, right along. We're just going to focus on the important things of this episode, which are evil boobs on parade. <laughs> yeah, oh, baby. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, tell us about Charm Season 2, Episode 6, That Old Black Magic. That Old Black Magic was directed by James L. Conway. It was written by Vivian and Valerie Mayhew, and it aired November 11th, 1999. Oh, man. Sisters? Sisters? Yeah, sisters in the the horror and fantasy um, and sci-fi kind of producing world. What the freaking exciting. Heck? Go the yeah, heck off. They've also been producers and writers on The X-Files, which was very exciting, and a couple of other things that I didn't really, uh, really care about. But they've also produced and co-produced previous episodes of Charmed. Wow. I'm so glad that we get to talk about this episode written by these two sisters who are uh, witches in in crime together. Yes, just like us. Good. (laughs) Okay. And uh, yeah, let's go. Whoa, SpaghettiO, first scene. What are these hikers doing? They're in a cave. They're in this filthy, filthy, spiderwebby cave. Why Um, would you try to destroy shit in a cave? That's so mean. I know. They they uh, say some things, and they accidentally unlock the adult version of the girl from Brave. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I choked on my ramen. Oh, no. Um, if you had to change fine. your fate, would you? Would you? <laughs> I kept thinking about that whenever there was talk of a human heart. Oh. <laughs> if you had the chance to change your fate. How many times do you think we've quoted that on this podcast? I feel like it hasn't been that long, but maybe that's because it's so ingrained in my day-to-day language that I don't even realize it. I think you're right. Anyway, she emerges. All they had to do, all the hikers had to do was tap, tap, tap on the wall, and she'll blam. Then she makes them... Oh, go on. Oh, tap, 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 and I zap, zap, zap. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the zap, zap, zap makes them super, super teeny. And then she tells the uh, snake, oh, she feeds them to the snake. And then she tells the snake to go and find her wand. And then uh, (laughs) this part just tickles me. But I love that she has to make it magic away because it would take way too long for that snake to slither to where it needs to go. Slither hither. (laughs) Slither hither. Oh, my God, that's from Head Over Heels. I forgot. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I said it and I was like, that's from something. It's from Head Over Heels. Um, From the Oracle. Anyway. uh, Everybody go find the bootleg of Head Over Heels. True, they were robbed. Yep, they were. Anyway. Ah, the snake is such a little cutie pie. I'm so glad we have a little (laughs) snack. I love how many cameos it makes. Um, But we we should get to the good parts when it comes back into the scene. Okay, we will. Okay. The 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 only other things that I have to say about the scene was that um first of all, evil boobs are on parade and that this outfit is what I always wanted to wear at the Renaissance Fair. Oh that's hilarious. I've never been to a Renaissance Fair. Oh, let me tell you, it is not as fun as an adult as <laughs> when I was a kid and I could oh. eat a turkey leg and the turkey leg was the size of my face. That's that's the good stuff. But anyway, so she's off to find her wand, and who? Oh, the wand must be at Bookland. 
Um, yeah, so Peru's at Buckland preparing for some antique roadshow-esque thing. And I love she- it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. And she's like uh, looking at the wand, appraising it, whatever. Uh, meanwhile, at the manor, oh, uh, she's also on the phone, I think, talking to Phoebe. Uh, meanwhile, at the manor, Leo wants to come up and talk to uh, Phoebe. Um, but I think I'm skipping a lot of things, but I, it doesn't matter. But then Piper comes back in the manor, too, um, and it turns out she was macking on Dan's face. She was smooching, smooching, smooching for a very long time, and I just thought, oh, my God, do you remember when we could kiss in public? <laughs> oh, man. That, that not, was the not old times. Not you and I. Not specifically <laughs> Bryce and, and Shayna, but oh, the Bryce royal and Shayna with their respective partners. Yeah. Um, so sad. And uh, I, I gotta say, okay, in in this little sequence of events, I want Prue's belt and skirt and blouse combo so bad. And then as we went further in the episode, I realized I can do that. Ooh. I'm an adult. I can dress myself now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when Leo, okay, so right before Leo arrived, Alyssa Milano hits her mark so fucking hard because she has to like stay in one place for him to be able to like green screen in and she stays like plants there for a good like two seconds and i just thought man you were like you had to do the scene so many times didn't you (laughs) she kept Uh. on over overblowing it overblowing it over overstepping it overshooting overshooting there we go overshooting it um, but anyway, so Leo arrives, Piper's smooching, and then Pyre, Pyre? Pyre. Piper stumbles inside with Dan, and Leo is there and says there's something urgent and terrible has happened, and oh, whoa, there are two men who both like Piper. <laughs> That's the terrible urgent thing. Yes. Credits! Credits! Uh, so I'm the sun and the air. So when and... we get... Oh, we're, st- we're still doing the song. <laughs> That's it. Nope, that's it. <laughs> um, it is. It it was a pretty long uh transition from the credits into the. Actually, I can't remember. Was it that long this time? Uh, I think it was pretty standard. All right, it always feels longer every episode. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> so, uh, we come back. Leo provides exposition. So there's a bad witch, the um brave in the cave, who is named Tuatha. Brave in the cave. Yes. Her name is Tuatha, which uh, Phoebe promptly makes fun of, which is not cool. That's bullying. And they learn that only the chosen one can defeat Tuatha. Yes. And Tuatha was a good witch who turned evil. Um, But to me, that just means she probably turned gay. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, they got to find the chosen one, which is gross. I hate that trope. I know. This was always. Come on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, th- I feel like this episode was definitely someone else's story. Like, it wasn't the sister's story. Yeah, it super was. And I hate when that happens. And in fact, I just watched a Golden Girls episode in which that happens. And you only see, like, Blanche and Dorothy, like, five times in the entire episode. It was all supposed to be focusing on somebody else's marital problems. And I was like, mm. come on we don't want to watch that spinoff i hate it true 
The anyway. one time I've seen that done well, though, where they tell the where there's like a sitcom or some like long running show that they tell from a different perspective was in the um, oh, I think it's just called Hyde. The episode of Doctor Who where they where they introduce the weeping angels and it's told from the point of view of like a girl who like discovers the angels in like some creepy old um, like haunted house. Oh, that don't blink. Don't blink. That or was blink. it. That was it. It was just blink. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. That was really, really good. But that was like expert filmmaking. Oh, for sure, for sure. And also and, the and, yeah. actors were so good. Like they just carried the story and they made you feel for this person you'd never met before. That was freaking Carrie Mulligan. Oh yeah. I remember now. So yeah, no wonder. But anyway, can't do it on charmed. We don't like it. <laughs> it's out. It's cancelled. Okay. So then we go so, back to the Oh, go on. Oh, that's it. We go back to Roadshow. Yeah, we go back to the Roadshow. Um, tons of sexual tension. Uh, that's Ugh, that's I all I wrote. <laughs> God, um, it was so gross. It was so gross. Prue is doing the Roadshow. There's a dot-com man who comes in to try to steal her thunder because he does business on the internet. And he tries to buy the wand that she is appraising, which, bum bum bum, spoiler, is the wand that Tuatha is looking for. And he succeeds in getting the address of the buyer, except Prue succeeds in getting it right back. Mm-hmm. She uh, magics out the piece of paper from his pants as he walks away. Um, way Which to go, is definitely Prue. personal gain. That is <laughs> that was definitely personal gain. Oh, for sure, for sure. They're very uh, fuzzy on what what counts in this show. Mm-hmm. It's very arbitrary. Okay, so then we learn back in the manor that the chosen one is a wee child named Kyle. A nerd. A nerdle. And uh, they go to find Kyle, and as they see him, he's a high schooler with a plaid shirt. And uh, Phoebe calls him a nerd and says that, you know, does he look like the, the chosen one, really? And Leo's like, well, or no, it's not Leo. I think it's Phoebe, either Phoebe or Piper, like, do we look like the all-powerful Charmed <laughs> Ones? And I was like, yeah, you do. You really do. They've really grown into their role. I think they really have. This was an episode in which I was like, dang, yeah, y'all are, like, powerful witches. I'm really, I'm proud of y'all. And they own it, too, because throughout this episode, they're like, we're not going to let this wee child try to stand up against a big, bad, evil baddie. That is our job. And I was like, damn, that is your job. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> you are the charmed ones. It is charmed, not Kyle. <laughs> not Kyle. <laughs> uh, oh, also, the other thing I want to say is that when they go and meet Kyle, like they, they go up to him after he leaves his uh, school. They're so short. They're just a bunch of shorties. I also wrote that down. They are so tiny. Teeny Didn't weeny. we learn that, that Shannon Doherty is 5'2"? Um, something like that. Or 5'3". Yeah, 5'2 or 5'3. Because I, I think we learned that one of them is the same height as you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget whom, who, but one of them. If you needed any more evidence that Bryce Wong is a charmed one, just just look at that. She's one of their heights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can totally tell that I was born to fight magic crime because of my height. And your fashion. Yeah, I do, I, okay, I do dress like I still live in the 90s. 
I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, you know, I'm not not saying that. Not saying, um, not saying what, huh? No, no, nothing. Oh no, the snake. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> we go back to the manor with Kyle, and Prue comes back as well. Um, and Kyle is. Oh, Wait, uh, we skipped a we skipped a big we skipped a big one. What did we skip? We skipped a big one. We what we skipped is that they convince Kyle that he is. Not necessarily that he's the chosen one, but they convince him that magic exists by freezing him and letting Phoebe reappear before him. Um, and he's like, whoop, okay, I guess I gotta pay attention to you two pretty ladies. He doesn't <laughs> say it like that, but it's definitely what his teenager brain is thinking. And then we go to the person's house whom Prue was appraising the wand of, and she's sitting down to some... A nice, a nice cup of tea in front of her Monet. What I wouldn't give to be that, that nicely situated on my couch. And then the snake appears. Oh yeah. Ookies, oh no, the snake. Okay. Ookies, so spooky, <laughs> megalamooky snake, and she freaks out. And then Tuatha also appears because the snake has led her right to the wand, and so she literally makes the lady disappear like makes her die right on the spot mm -hmm. but luckily or unluckily Prue is also in the hallway and hears the lady screaming and she bursts in and then oh yes my favorite thing of the episode witch fight oh. <laughs> wow I can't believe oh. I did skip over this this is a big one uh... this is a big one it's okay. So, I couldn't. I couldn't skip over it. I was morally obligated to because I'm gay, <laughs> and my favorite, my favorite scenes happen between two extremely powerful ladies. I love those. Yeah, so, but this wasn't a big showdown, though. It was more like Prue tossed Tuatha into a nearby bookshelf and then grabbed the wand and scurried out of there. Scurried the heck out! But I was very, very excited that they were in the same scene. It was great. So True. it's about to be real intense. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting we're getting to a good part. So she runs back to the manor. Um, she has the wand in tow, and she gets there and meets up with um, Leo and the two other sisters and Kyle. And Leo's like, "Let Kyle hold the wand," because Kyle is thinking about um, leaving. Because he's like, "I don't know. I, I believe in like card magic, but I don't know. What I believe in." whatever this is, because I don't think I can be a chosen one. And then the wand lights up, and he's convinced to stay while the witches and the white lighters sidebar in the attic. Yeah, which to me was like, why would you ever leave him alone? Like, you take shifts. You have one person watch him, at least. But mm. you know what? Whatever. I haven't, I haven't protected a bunch of chosen ones in my lifetime, so I guess <laughs> they know best. Yeah, I also just don't think they know how to... How to uh, what the dynamic of a child is supposed to be like i think you're totally right i think they're not they're not there yet they're so, definitely not there yet but anyway um leo's coming in way too hot with all of this like he is the chosen one oh, the seventh son of the seventh son and just being really honestly really aggravating the entire time he's being very aggressive he is not listening to the sisters at all and he's berating Kyle, and I'm like, come up, just calm down, we get it, like, you haven't gotten laid, but you don't have to be this mean. Yeah, he's thrown himself into his work, it's all he's got now. 
Yep, true. Which, whose fault is that, huh, Leo? Huh, what about it, Leo? Huh? So, so um, the sisters are pretty adamant that they want to be the ones to kill Tuatha. They're like, whatever about this chosen one business. He is a, a wee tiny teen, and we are powerful witches, and this is basically our job description. Yeah, and Leo's like, she's gonna kill you, and they're like, no, she's not. And I'm also like, no, she's not. It's called Charmed, not Tuatha. Yeah. <laughs> but like a part of me is also like, oh, man, but this is the way the episode is written. Like, don't do it. You got to let the t- the teenager do it. Oh, yeah. Which is just boring. Um. So while they're having this big old discussion, Jenny comes by to visit and uh, she talks to Kyle and I guess they hit it off. And Kyle, like shows her uh some fun tricks so like all of a sudden his magic turns on and you can like uh spin the wand on his finger um but then (laughs) leo comes in totally cramps his style and shoes off jenny yeah you were just saying goodbye to your friend (laughs) and kat's like this is the first girl who has paid attention to me ever (laughs) why would you do that leo i don't even like you yeah, Leo's uh, not being a very good mentor. No, he's really not. And uh, Jenny is completely unfazed. Which yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta give her credit for that, at least. She's seen some weird stuff in her time as their neighbor. Mm-hmm. She's been inside some demons. Oh, true, 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 true. Just slurped up into their tummy. Uh, okay, so <laughs> back in the forest, we learn that Tuatha has her own diary of shadows. Um, and she finds the perfect spell that will basically disable a witch's power for a certain amount of time. And so all she needs is a fresh human heart. Not canned, not store-bought, not dried. You must gather it yourself. <laughs> it's the, it's like the, um, the movement where you're not only vegan, but you also do your own foraging. Yeah, exactly. Foraging for hearts. <laughs> so Human hearts. This is like a very fun part of the story that I feel like never gets addressed again, but we meet uh, the hiker's two other friends, and we learn that they've been out there trying to film the Blair Witch Project. Oh, that's later. Wait, I thought that was, that was now, because then she goes and gets their heart. No, she only gets one heart first. Oh, okay, never mind. That's okay. But it's still one of uh, their friends. It is still one of... Uh... No, this is a different guy. Wait, are you sure? Because he was like, I was looking for my friend and I'm lost, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, I don't, I don't know. You know what? I didn't pay attention. You might be completely right because I remember there were the two hikers at the beginning. Then there was the middle guy who was totally lost for, he's been hiking for three days. And then there were the other two friends who were looking for him. Yeah. Are they all the same group? I feel like they're all connected. They're all dumb. <laughs> and also five people murdered. Oh my god. Yeah. This was a casually bloody episode. Damn. That sucks. I know okay. the hearts. Okay. Well, anyway, she gets one. So she gets a fresh human heart. Um and then the gals back in the attic, they are scrying. Yeah. They're scrying. This is the first time that scrying shows up in Charmed. It will not be the last. (laughs) I think it's fun. They're basically just using a pendulum and they're waving it around over a map and that's how they're going to suss out the bad guys. 
Yeah, and uh, it's kind of like a Ouija board in the way that they're using it, but uh, I guess an exact location appears, that's... <laughs> uh, and the exact location is the entirety of Muir Woods. Oh. So, <laughs> good luck, gals. They'll just feel it out from there. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, Muir Woods is... It, it is uh, Northern California, and it's very near San Francisco, and it's an incredibly, like, densely wooded, beautiful area, huge redwoods, but it is very easy to get lost in there. It's very, very large area of land, and also you have to go up an entire mountain to get there. <laughs> uh, the only way to enter this forest is through that mountain. Yes, which they do in no time. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so she got the heart of one human dude, and then as they were scrying, uh, she got the heart of two other humans who were also toting video cameras and looking for the Blair Witch, um, which is ridiculous. Like, it was, like, standout ridiculous, because they even gave them the, like, close-up Blair Witch Project shots and everything. And I know, I'm telling you, if this show was definitely someone else's story and maybe if it wasn't kyle's story it was their story maybe oh interesting very it definitely like was a genre smash mm -hmm. it felt it was like the snake story yeah definitely it was the snake story ah uh, poor little snack okay uh we got we got to keep going we got to keep moving okay so moving right she grabs their hearts um, and I was reminded of Once Upon a Time's uh, Regina Mills, and it's also like, oh my god, is this why I had a crush on Regina Mills? Because she does the same thing. Was this my route? And then I remembered, <laughs> no, it's not. I already knew of Holly Marie Combs before this episode. So, we move on. <laughs> and uh, as the gals go to Muir Woods to try to find Tuatha, um, Leo is trying to teach, uh, Mr. Man. Oh, wait, no, they didn't go to Muir Woods yet, but they're going to. Leo is, is trying to teach Mr. Kyle and is doing it by just fucking badgering him. Yeah, they basically, so Phoebe puts them all on this, um, plan where the witches are going to confront Tuatha first, and in the meantime, if that doesn't work out, then Leo would make sure that Kyle's all trained up and can use the wand properly. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, he, well, I, I guess at least he throws Leo through the window, so that's good. He's learning. <laughs> uh, the student has violently tossed the, the teacher. So, Obi-Wan, if you will. <laughs> um, okay, so the sisters do meet Tuatha in the cave. Um, and Shit, no, wait, Price, what? What? we skipped a big part again. What? What is it? The big part is that all three scummy men show up at the exact same time to the manor as they're all trying to get out of the manor to go to Muir Woods. And so they're all confronted at the door by Dot Com Man, by Dan the Man, and by Leo the Angry Man. <laughs> and... Uh, they're they're kind of at a standstill, not knowing what to do. And then Phoebe is like, okay, you go that way. You go that way. You go that way. We're going out the back door. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. She gets them back on track. And I do have a note here that I, my favorite line was when Dan asks Leo, like, don't you have some other house repair? And Leo's like, no. 
<laughs> yeah, that was good. Standing his ground, I guess. I, I miss jokey Leo, though, but that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, yes, yeah, so they arrive at Muir Woods. Um. And, well, I think Prue goes in first because they're like, okay, Tuatha has seen you because you st- you took the wand from her, but she hasn't seen us. So we're going to hide back. You go in the cave. Um, and Prue goes in the cave and finds out that she can't use her powers when she sees Tuatha and can't fight back. Um, but the but the sisters then run in to save Prue's um, to get Prue's back. And Tuatha's like, two more witches. I'll be prepared next time." And then she spirits away. Bah ha 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 Which is really wonderful. And the best part about this scene is that when Tuatha spirits herself away, Phoebe's like whoa cool oh yeah (laughs) which was so good and i was like oh phoebe definitely has a crush phoebe is bisexual yes she is (laughs) um anyway no one no one truly no one can resist evil boobs on parade least of all phoebe who doesn't want to it's great um so then we go back to the manor where it's kyle and uh an annoyed handyman still trying to teach him how to spin the wand and the sisters come back, and Kyle quits. He's Kyle's like, like, get out. Can't do I, it or no more. No. I'm getting out. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm leaving this house. Um, this is your house. I gotta go. So he's like, uh, leaving away. Oh, and this is when we come upon the other two documentarians. And that's, yes. they gotta get two more hearts because of the two other sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they get summarily killed. And then back to the manor. <laughs> So uh, Leo is healing Piper's cut because she got a little bit injured while she was in the cave. Um, but there is still a, a wound between them. A big wound. A big old wound. And it's called no communication. <laughs> it's called sadness. It's called sadness. It's called wanting something but not telling the other person exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Sad. It could be so much better if they just, just, they just like talked and then just like had words. But instead of that, Leo has to take the angle of Dan could never give you what you want because he won't know your secret, which is Leo. That's not a good way to go. You got to take responsibility for yourself. You can't blame other people. Yeah. And it's really not a good argument to say, like, you should choose me because they're not good enough because like. Someone else being not good enough is not a good reason to choose a to to is not an argument for you. Yeah, it's merely an argument against somebody else. Exactly. So, yep, it's it doesn't work. That is insecurity talking. So, Piper clearly thinks so too. Um. Meanwhile, so Kyle is like moping around, walking back, doing like the. The, um, you know in Arrested Development when, you know, you're, like, head down walking and it's, like, the Snoopy music? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Charlie Brown that music. That is what he's doing. So he's doing that. He's walking home. Jenny is in the car with Dan. They see him, and Jenny's like, oh, wait, wait pull over. That's my friend. I'm going to go hang out with him. And Dan just drops her off to let her. He has no idea how to be a parent. No, he really doesn't. Everybody just kind of abandons Jenny or, like, talks down to Jenny. It's kind of sad it, it it was the 90s though so she's probably a latchkey kid oh yeah that's probably true okay so jenny is talking to kyle and she convinces him that if that she believes in the sisters and if they say that he is somebody then he must be somebody 
And he's like, oh, thanks. It's solved. It's easy as that. And he heads back to the Hallowells. Okay, so uh, there's a snake in the house. There's a snake in my boots. What's that snake doing in that boot? That snake doesn't have any feet. And well, maybe uh, they got yes. one big feet. Their body. Oh, maybe. Okay, so the snake maybe. is in the house, and they all come in, and Leo's just like, "Oh, a uh, snake!" And they're like, "They." He's just way too chill about it, and they like don't even realize. Um, and then he's like, "No snake!" And that's when they realize that there's a snake. Yes, and uh, Prue stabs it, and, which is very sad. But instead of dying, now there are two snakes. It's like the the monster in Hercules. Exactly. And uh, and then Kyle kills the snakes with the wand? Hmm. Sad. Okay. So. Very sad. Goodbye, snakes. Goodbye, snake. So he just wills them to die. He just yells, die. And oh, yeah. Die. I remember that. That was weird. Okay. It's very weird. It's sad. He doesn't have any fun rhymey spells. It's just die. Which is why this is not Kyle. <laughs> it's charmed. <laughs> um, we want the rhymey spells. So the sisters start putting together a couple of potions for um, their big attack up- upon Tuatha when they finally do cross swords of Tuatha again. And <laughs> um, Phoebe's like, so this potion is that, this potion is that, and this potion puts out the big fire. And then Prue's like, what kind of potion puts out the big fire? None. It's water. So dumb. <laughs> that was it was the same kind of joke that went with the like Blair Witch kind of stuff. I don't know. I some... thought it was it was I thought it was fun. Oh no, I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. And I also thought the Blair Witch stuff could be really funny. It just seemed weird in how like grafted together this whole episode oh, yeah. was. And also how graphic the Blair Witch stuff like played into it. Oh, true, true. Very weird. It's like bringing in a whole different canon. Bring in like three different canons. Yeah. yeah. The Chosen One, the Blair Witch Project, uh, a snake. Harry Potter. Harry Harry Potter! Oh, you're right. Weird. Weird. Anyway, so they've got the potions um, that they need, and they're like, oh, I wish I had a courage potion for Kyle. Maybe we just have to give him something else instead and that is called acting pcp oh yes uh, hmm? acting um lying uh, and and so yes deceit. so they rush they rush down to kyle and just as they do tuatha shows up and uh and phoebe rushes for her first with the potion the sleeping potion and it doesn't work at all but Tuatha has a much more powerful potion, and both Phoebe and Leo pass out. Yeah, and Tuatha takes back the wand. Um, and oh, man, there's so much that Tuatha could have taught them. Damn. Oh, yeah. But she had evil in her heart. But, but, fine. I just think she should have stuck around longer. <laughs> I don't want Kyle, too. I just want Tuatha, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... She grabs the wand, she zooms it away from Kyle, and it looks like all is lost. But then, uh, as she 
freezes and plans to entomb uh, Piper and Prue, um, frozen just at the legs, like concreted, and and Kyle is like, oh, what? I can't do it. Uh, they're like, wait, the courage potion. And they smash the <laughs> the water at his feet, and Tawatha's like, wait a minute, there's no courage potion, and he's like, I don't know that, and. He puts out his arms and he's like, give me the wand. One. No fun rhymey rhymes. Just uh, give me. Give it to me. And it really <laughs> reminded me of, of that vine. It's like, I have the power of God and anime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus and anime. Or was it God? Something like that. Anime and God. God and anime. Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like his exact stance with his arms above his head and this like, give me the wand. Um, and thus ensues a tug of war in which he eventually wins and he wills Tuatha gone forever and she explodes. So many questions because... Tuatha alludes that the previous chosen one had already, like, tussled with her. So, like, does she come back every generation? Why wasn't she vanquished before now? What does they this just mean? trapped her. Yeah, what, we don't know any of what it all means. And why aren't the Charmed Ones powerful enough to defeat her? And just this dude is. Yeah, why Kyle? Why Kyle? Come on! I mean, I guess there's, like, this whole, like, subtle story, or meaning that, like, even people who don't seem like much have promise. But I'm like, Kyle is someone we've seen a lot of YA adventure stories about. I don't need exactly. more Kyles. Yeah, he's not, he's not an underdog at all. Like, he's supposed to be an underdog in the way that he's written and all that. But yeah, because we've seen so many stories with so many Kyles, it's just not interesting. Like, let me, let me get back to the Chosen Ones not being these blonde men. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing that they're good at, not being those blonde men. Yes, that's it, and that's it. Um, anyway, Kyle's a murderer. <laughs> anyway, he just completed his first <laughs> homicide. And uh, the wand has exploded as well. The jewel in it has done its job. That's so funny. And no powers. Blood on his hands, uh, and he can't tell anyone what just happened. Kyle's gonna be pretty messed up, I uh. think. <laughs> I really, you know, what does this do for him? Um. Well, Prue gives Kyle a great pep talk about how, like, even if nobody knows, you will know, and that'll make all the difference. Sure, Prue. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So Kyle gets sent on his way. Uh, Leo also leaves. Um, yeah, after unspoken. Well, he doesn't leave at unspoken after he and Piper kind of have a talk in which she's like, "Oh no, you're hurt," and he's like, "No, you know what? I'm okay, and I understand why why you need me to leave. I can't give you a normal life, so we we can't we can't date, and I got to get over it. So it's just gonna be business." You're right. Oh. I'm going. I feel like I didn't I didn't know that they were saying all of that. I feel like they were a lot more uh, vague about it, but you're right. That's basically what they meant. Mm-hmm. So, very sad. 
there he go. There he go again. And, uh, yeah. Then they end up at P3. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Phoebe took a great nap. Oh, yeah. Phoebe took a great nap. Oh, I love Phoebe. She can nap anywhere, that girl. Yeah. Under That's her real curse. superpower. I'm surprised that, like, nobody was worried about Phoebe. She just, she's just chilling. But she's just, she's just chilling with their little flower buns. Oh, yeah. What a, what a weird time 90s fashion was. Yeah, I loved it. So weird. And yet, I love it. <laughs> okay, so you're right. They're at P3. Um, to give the wand to the internet guy. Um, who is like, this is broken. And then some more sexual tension. And, yeah. Uh, that's kind of it. And then Piper uh, and asked Dan to meet her there. And Dan thinks it's because she's going to break up with him. But no, Piper says it's over between me and Leo. And then Dan and Piper make out. And I'm like, no. See, this is why I thought that Leo had left with like many things unspoken. Because I didn't feel like there was this there that that she was going to go on this path of dating Dan. I thought that there was just going to be like something more, but mhm, whatever. But that's it. Leo's gone forever. What? I'm just kidding. Okay. I, uh... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know, wouldn't that be such a freaking bummer? <laughs> yeah, it would have like, been. Like this is not this is not the episode for that. Yeah. They're not meant to be. But we saw them get married, or we saw them be married. But but Dan is in the credits, and Brian Krause is only in the guest appearance. Oh no! Credits. Bump him up to a series regular. Come on, what are you doing? Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's how it ends. It's just them kissing, and ooh, that's it. That's it. And I didn't get my makeout between. Two witches, and that makes me sad. Oh, one day. Wanted Tuatha and Prue, or at least Tuatha and Phoebe to make out. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I can see that one. But, you know, we can't have everything. Alas. Alas. We moral lost... of this episode. Mm-hmm. That's the moral of this episode. Oh, yeah. Which I say is a false moral. <laughs> Actually, it's a really sad ending. Like, you know, uh, all the, like, five hikers were murdered. Nobody will ever find them, probably, or, like, figure out what happened to them. The snake is mm-hmm. dead. Tuatha is dead. Uh, Kyle has Le- been. Oh, go on. Oh, Leo is leaving. Leo's leaving. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's been scarred for life. Jenny, we don't know where she is. <laughs> Jenny, uh, it needs more parenting. She needs a guardian in her life. But at least Phoebe took a nice nap. Yeah, and you know, she seemed tired. I I need to take that nap. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll do this nap after we wrap up this episode. Too late. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's it oh my god you know what we didn't do we didn't even do the three paths that the sisters went on or anything oh yeah we got too excited we were like we gotta get through it yep but that's okay you just heard all of it don't ask me to recap it i have no idea what we just said yeah i pretty much blacked out for the rest of this episode yeah 
Same. All I all I could think was Renaissance Fair. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you have any final? Oh no no no! Demon death. Demon death. Um. How many Jeremy's? I think it's gonna be maybe three point seven five for me, because I think oh. the actual destruction of Tuatha was lackluster. But I think it was very funny when they threw the water down and they were like, it's a courage potion. Uh, mm-hmm. Wink, wink. That was pretty cute. I did like that. I definitely like that part of it. I also, I feel like I'm going to give it lower. I'm going to give it like a two. Oh, much lower. I, much lower because I think that Tuatha was such a formidable opponent that she didn't really deserve to go out in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that this needed to be a two-parter, and I think that in my rewriting of it, in my fanfic, um, I think that Kyle really should have been defeated, and that the sisters prove to Leo that actually we are the chosen ones. Um, ooh, ooh, fun! I like the uh, I like the messaging better with that. Thank you. I I think so. That it's like that it questions who wrote the lore. Like I want to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, it upends our traditional concept of the chosen one. Exactly. So chosen ones, the charmed chosen ones. Chosen three, the charmed three ones. Yes. Um. So that's that's what I think about demon death. I'd give it. I'm giving it a two. I want her to stick around. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, any any final thoughts on this episode, Bryce? Mm, okay. So I know we talked a little bit about how this episode was basically a bunch of other episodes and not Charmed episodes, but a bunch of other like TV shows or books or movies. Um, so mm-hmm. I've compiled a list of alternative titles for... It's actually a very bad title. That Old Black Magic. Who came up with that one? Um, so I came up with a list of <laughs> alternative Sinatra. titles. Um, okay. okay, so this one might be a little bit of a deep cut, but do you know Leon the Professional? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a movie for our listeners out there who haven't seen it. Um, Leo, the Professional Handyman. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, uh, let me, wait, wait, hold on, I gotta find it. Okay. Kyle G, and the time an annoyed handyman kept tra- trying to teach me how to spin a wand. That's Kyle's story. That's good. That's like the after school special. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's pretty obvious, but Tuatha Witch Project. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and uh, the last one that I'll leave you with is, "Honey, I shrunk the two hikers in a cave who released me from my two hundred year imprisonment." <laughs> I think I like that one the best. That's our winner. That's that's the winner. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much, Bryce, for compiling those. Oh, thank you. And what about you, huh? What about you? Yeah, oh, what do I contribute? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, okay, let's see. My final thoughts on this episode. If you find an evil witch who, who has been decreed by mysterious lore delivered to you by a, a man, as to be your your enemy 
and will only be defeated by another man, perhaps you should investigate and attempt to learn the similarities between you before you allow two men to defeat one incredibly powerful woman. Oh, yes. Interrogate. Those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. Interrogate. Interrogate. Interrogate your internal biases. Exactly. That is what I think you should do. I like that thought. Thank you very much. And thank you very much, (laughs) Oh, boy. This one was a doozy. No. Oh, man. Thank you for sticking with us as long as you have. And thank you for waiting a little bit for the next episode. Um, We're so grateful that you do listen. So grateful that you get something out of this. Because we certainly do. Which is a little bit of escapism and also some some socializing. Um, We sorely need that practice. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm Shayna. You can find me at Bernadette Teeters on Instagram. I'm Bryce. You can find me at Your Best Bryce on Instagram. And together we make Charmed a Spellcast. You can write to us, charmedspellcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Charmed Spellcast, and maybe we'll post something. Yeah. Maybe. We appreciate maybe. all of your emails. You don't even have to, like, make a thing for us, even if you just want to, like, drop a line and say hi. I mean, you know, drop the metaphorical text line. Then uh, give it a go. We'll say hi back. We definitely will. And we are so happy every time we get a correspondence. True. So, uh, yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. Stay safe. Um, Stay indignant. Give yourself some rest. Give yourself some kindness. Remember to eat and to drink water and get sleep. And do what you can. Couldn't have said it better myself. I don't believe that. But thank you anyway. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones not knowing my name. I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones all looking the same. I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones feeling so bad for themselves. I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones thinking they just don't need help. I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones all wanting a map. I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones failing to adapt. I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones putting me through hell. Getting real tired of these chosen ones not getting chosen well. Cause I've done hard work and I've done the time. I've read my books and they learn from all my rhymes. They have my lesson plans and still don't get straight A's. It's like I didn't matter anyways. tired of these chosen ones not looking past their nose I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones yawning at the pros I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones blaming their own strife I'm getting real
got tired of these chosen ones thinking I don't have a life Cause I've done hard work and I've done the time I've read my books and they learn from all my rhymes They have my lesson plans and still don't get straight A's It's like I didn't matter anyways And no one says to trust me and no one backs me up I'd turn around if I could, but the work just won't let up I'm saving their butts, but they won't look me in the eye It's like I shouldn't even try I'm getting real tired of these chosen ones Choosing the next chosen ones And choosing the next chosen ones chosen ones and their chosen invitations to their chosen legacy you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone